So who's doing the intro? Well, if we want to spend an hour, it's going to be you. <laughs> so go ahead. No, Billy, go <laughs> What? Just welcome back to episode 26? 26, yeah. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Shots Fired Podcast. I think this is episode number 26. 26, yeah. 26, so. That was good, dude. That was a really good, solid intro. Thank you. Yeah. I, I practiced at home. Mark. Sit in front of the mirror. And just uh, read it. Uh, just think? so you know, I had full confidence that you would have zero problems doing this. I, I'll say this. I am not doing it anymore. So as long as we're clear about that, you two can figure that out. Coming to you from Northern California. This is the Shots Fired Podcast. With your hosts, Sergeant Kyle Schoberg, retired police officer Mark Redlich, and Deputy Billy. We are America's leading law enforcement resource for training and tactics from experts in the industry. Here are your hosts. Today's, uh, Can you not touch my phone, please? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I don't want to go off though, while we're doing this show. Anyways, uh, today we're actually going to talk about... Um, Hold on. I like how you started the show and then he just tried to hijack it. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. Though. I'm used to it. We got to take the dryness and then like even it out a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So... I, I mean, if you guys have comments... Am I the dry one? Because I'd, I'd like to hear. Well, Kyle just straight gonna, said you were dry and he was the funny gonna, one. <laughs> hey, that, that was actually a really good question to get comments because it's going to blow up now. Good. I want to know who's the dry one. Yeah. <laughs> who's the lame one? It's a good question. That's a what? good question. Why you got to say <laughs> Who's why the you, lame one? Why yeah. you look at Mark? Why I can you, tell. Why are you looking at Mark when you say that? Well, he's deflecting. We dry, <laughs> dry, lame, and... Yeah. Self-proclaimed comedian. Whatever, dude. We're proud to announce we've partnered with our new sponsor, TACOPS. TACOPS tactical training conferences and trade shows provide tactical training for patrol, SWAT, Tim's and Corrections. This year's events will host 50 tracks to choose from and a vendor show with over 100 exhibitors showcasing the latest products, technologies, and services. These events have something for everyone from lecture-based classes and incident debriefs to combative and live fire courses. They also provide instructor certifications in taser, pepperball, distraction devices, impact munitions, OC chemical munition, and an AR-15 armor course. In addition to the great training value, they host networking functions with entertainment and some great food and drinks. The events for 2022 are listed in the description. Please check out their websites, SWATconference.org. What are we talking um, about today? Okay, so I mean, I'm definitely the biggest asshole. <laughs> that's true. Like, So one I, thing that really pisses me off about um, Billy is... <laughs> Just one? Well, there's several, but the one thing that really pisses me off is trying to like communicate with him. Like via cell phone, uh, that th- it doesn't work. Like today, when I was telling you guys, um, when I was trying to te- group text you guys, and like he doesn't respond, and it's just it's just really annoying. And then and then like an hour later, he, maybe he'll get back to you, and then he just gives you that stupid thumbs up emoji. <laughs> <that> I <laughs> do you find humor in it every that. time. I hate the thumbs up emoji. Well, 
full disclosure, he hates the thumbs up. Yeah, so you do it. So I do it. Yeah, and if it's he funny. never told me that, yeah, I probably wouldn't use it as much. <laughs> well, ninety percent of the time, he just doesn't text back, and so. It, but but the thing is, I know he reads the messages, so it's just it's just annoying. What about that? Wasn't there? a text where you were giving me some shit and I was like, well, we can just go back to the old way of me not texting back. Yeah. That <laughs> Didn't was I text yeah. you that? And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I and can't. then you said something else and I stopped texting you back. It's a no one <laughs> situation. And today, like we're trying to organize this and then like I'm texting both of you guys and neither one of you are texting back. And then I was just getting really annoyed. Like you're just as guilty. I, I have stuff I have to do. I'm not, I mean, we work yeah. like normal work days. I guess like every, every day that we do these podcasts, Mark and I have been at work before it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kyle has not. To my defense, I for worked, days, for no, days, no, sometimes. for days, he has not true. I work the night before, sleep three hours, get all this set up, and then. So you're into this. So, I, so I, you're I, well I rested. A, a severe ready to sleep go going into this. So. Well, we switch it to Friday. So, so we're even. Yeah, we switched we, to Fridays. We so. did switch our recording days. So uh, still. Have, so now you have four days to prep. And yes. still, we both worked, mm-hmm. and he didn't. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into it. Um, shift, you want to shift gears? Into it. Yeah, yeah, shifting gears. Shifting uh, gears. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of report writing and documentation on your reports, and maybe share some stories of when we did lackluster reports and then got crucified on the stand in court, uh, <laughs> yes. because that has definitely happened to me. I uh, learned some valuable lessons out of that, um, but- Report writing is very, very important. You, you guys all know that. And, uh, you know, lack of certain details in a report could come back and haunt you years later, um, you know, and so in, in lawsuits and stuff like that. <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna get into that for the last part. But um, before we do that, uh, we got some cool questions that we want to ask each other again. Um, kind of just banter back and forth, see how each other's weeks. I have a good one. And, what what's that? So one of the comments that we got and we've talked about before is working out and stuff. So just kind of, and I know you guys are, we've talked about the importance of fitness, but ultimately yeah. what is your workout routine? Like, what do you, what, what's your type of workout? All right. So we're diving right into the questions. 12 yeah. ounce curls, 12 ounce yeah. curls, six ounce curls. <laughs> they get lighter every time. <laughs> it's high reps, yeah. high reps. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's our, our workout? What's your routine? type of workout? Like, what are you, what are you into? Are you lifting weights? Are you cardio? Yeah, so are you a runner? I'm a, I just, I'm a weightlifter. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really into the CrossFit thing. I tried it a couple of times and it wasn't really my thing. Um, a bunch of my buddies are into it. Yeah. Not, not really my deal. I didn't jump on that bandwagon. I'm just, uh, I like to go to the gym, lift, lift weights. Um, you know, and that's, I guess that, that would be my gym routine. I, I think I probably hit the gym probably five days a week. I try hour. I try not to spend, I don't, I try not to spend more than an hour at the gym. I, I can't really see why you need to spend more than an hour. Some guys spend two hours at the gym to me. That's, that's kind of a long time, but I get what I need done within an hour. And yeah, mm. Billy, so that's, uh, I, I've tried CrossFit. I, I don't follow rules that well. And, <laughs> uh, I'm like a squirrel. Like I get, I get distracted really easily. I could so, see the, <laughs> I could see the instructor being like, all right, we're going to do 10 burpees. Billy's all, I'm not fucking doing yeah. that. Or like, like not even tired. I'm going to do yeah. five or not even paying attention during yeah. what they talk about. Yeah. And then you're like, so what are we doing? And yeah. everyone's already yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like who's watching people like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. You would get kicked out probably. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, no, I would definitely get kicked out of a CrossFit gym. But um, I do, I try and do cardio every time I work out. <clears throat> it's kind of, so I like to, I like to mountain bike ride and, and snowboard and stuff like that on my off time. So I kind of try and focus my, my workout around things that will help with that kind of stuff. So getting big and bulky is, is not really my, my goal. So I'm not a heavy weightlifter. I'll do, I do weightlifting, but you know, lightweight, high reps. It's kind of my, and a yeah. lot of cardio. Hmm. That's one thing I lack in is cardio. I've never been into cardio and, and I've, I've been in like foot, foot pursuits, foot chases or whatever. And I'm like, leg bells. yeah, I've gotten those leg bells and I'm like, you You're know, that five guy seconds that... into it. I'm like, nope, <laughs> just absolutely winded, you know? And I'm like, that's the fastest kid alive. Um, no, nah, not, not for me. No, I'm bad at cardio. I'm, I, just, I never lose people on foot pursuits because I just don't call it out if they're going to get away. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> call the ones like, that you got. I call, I'll be like, like if I'm like from me to Mark, I'll be like foot pursuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one, one time I had, custody. one time I had this dude run for me from like behind a Walmart, I think. And, uh, I, I was, he like ran into a green belt. I'm like, I'm, I'm not chasing this dude. And so I just got on the PA and I'm like, run forest, run. <laughs> You're and all these people around me were laughing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, I'm a, a, I lift weights in the morning and then I do CrossFit at night. So really? I try to do both. Two a day, huh? Yeah. Wow. It so. really shows. I actually met a guy yeah. not that long ago who said he knew you from a CrossFit gym. We'll talk about it. Later. Oh, wow. Actually, that just reminded me of it. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. And he like, did he recognized from our, from our podcast here. He's like, oh, you know, Mark? I was like, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's why there's a lot <laughs> like, of Marks who, I've met. <laughs> really? And he's like, yeah, uh, I worked out with him at a, podcast or at a CrossFit. At a CrossFit gym. Oh, interesting. I was like, oh. I have traveled around and hit a different a couple different ones. It's okay. kind of the yeah, one he said thing. I used to see Yeah. Him, so maybe Yeah. Huh. huh. Small world. Yeah. Alright. Got another kind of funny one. Alright. <clears throat> if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you were arrested for? Oh. Well that's easy for me. That's I don't know. <laughs> It'd be drunk and disorderly <laughs> yeah. bar fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that that'd be the easy assumption, man. It would definitely involve mine would be all and me running my mouth. Mine would be a fight too. Yeah, beating someone up in a bar. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying beating someone up. I might be getting my ass kicked at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna start it, but I might be so belligerent. That, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mine probably this probably something alcohol related. Like I mean, fuck. <laughs> Uh, being honest here, like that's that's what we'd be sleeping. For. Ended up naked out in your front driveway. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> drunk in public. <laughs> I mean, that's what it would be. Stumbling around, know. lost. It would be something that related. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. My favorite uh, penal code six forty seven F. Yeah. yeah. Well, on my twenty first birthday, man, we we went out. All, obviously, all my buddies, um, you know, took me out to the bar at like at like the strike of midnight. We were going into the bar, and, and, and you were uh, a cop at twenty one. Yeah, I was already okay. a cop. Yeah, and like all the guys that took me to the he bar, just he just got cops. off swing shift and <laughs> no, we no we didn't work that day, but like they, they were all cops and uh, this my old agency and they took me to the bar and and uh, man, I got I got so trashed and uh, I just remember like I don't even remember this like this is what they told me, but I left the bar and found a homeless guy playing a guitar. <laughs> And I guess they, my buddies were looking for me and, and they come around the corner and I'm like playing this dude's harmonica. That's why he's playing gross. the guitar. <laughs> and I think back and I'm like, you are a shit. transient. That is so disgusting, dude. I was playing 
a homeless dude's harmonica. Do you remember what your first drink was at 21? Not prior, but no, at when you turned 21, when you went to a bar, what, can you, Billy? No. I just, oh, I know. Cause, uh, so I was, I was older than most of my friends. Uh huh. So I turned 21 before most of my friends. And so naturally I hung out with my dad. We went to Reno so that I could gamble. <laughs> and I remember we went to, uh, a brew pub. Cause I didn't, we didn't go that late at night. And I was sitting there, and he ordered order beer. You know, they check my ID and everything. And they're like, "Oh yeah, you're you're 21 today." And I drink my beer, and I turn to my dad. I go, "Oh, so this is what beer tastes like?" And he goes, "Shut up." Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my first one uh, when I was 21. The day I turned 21, I, w- I walked to a bar next to my house, and my brother uh, and I we ordered White Russians. <laughs> and this fucking disgusting dude. Were you like watching the Big Lebowski before? I don't know. Or you like, just we had no the idea. Dude came out. I didn't no. know what to order at this little dive bar, and the lady's like, "Well, wh- what about a White Russian?" We're like, "Okay, what's it, what's in a White Russian?" I like think it's like fucking Kahlua. and milk or some shit. It was Ugh, fucking gross. Kahlua I don't do like, mixed drinks. I don't. I'm not into that. I just drink beer. I think mine was vodka. Beer. Actually, that's what I. I, I mean. I don't yeah, think I've ever terrible. had a white Russian, but I think it's cool and vodka. Yeah, so, so let me ask you this. So you've been to SWAT school. So I, re- I remember when I went into, or when I was at SWAT school, like all the guys went out one of the nights and, you know, it's like a two week school. And so, um, you know, it was out of town and we're at the bar in the hotel and I'm getting drunk, dude. And like the freaking bartender took advantage of that and could, like saw what was going on and like kept, and then she starts feeding me these like neon green drinks and uh so Kyle anytime, loves apple teenies no uh, any, it's, yeah, it's anytime, an apple martini <laughs> anytime someone starts feeding you like neon colored drinks like that's when it's time to like call it quits yeah um i was so hung over the next day holy shit well uh, sweet drinks definitely give me a worse hangover like anything yeah. sweet. yeah i'm not like if i was gonna drink like margaritas all night i'm gonna have a fucking killer hangover oh yeah uh, that 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 uh what's the worst hangover alcohol i mean mine's sweet. my 21st birthday hands down the next day like my whole family my parents everyone wanted to go to reno and so dude i was so so hung over we drove to reno i laid in the back seat and they parked in the parking garage and they gave me a bucket and i just i threw up literally the entire day <laughs> while they were in the casinos left me in the car and i was just puking they did that on purpose long. so you wouldn't hang out i didn't them. yeah i didn't even enjoy i did not even enjoy my 21st birthday it was so terrible. That that unequivocally was the most worst hangover I've ever had. Mine was we thought we were going to be cool and get a bunch of Mad Dog, like 50-50 <laughs> or whatever that shit's called. Mad Dog. I think it's 2020. 2020, whatever it is. And, dude, that just destroyed your head, dude. It just it was, it was a miserable. Oh. So disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. mean, go ahead. I got one more. One more. So. Window seat or aisle? Mm. I'm a window guy. Yeah? yeah, I think it goes with my uh, my attention span, and I like to <laughs> like I get squirrel like I want to look out the window every once in a while. I'll be that I be that guy who has the the blinds down, and we'll be like mid flight. So wait, you're like, the aisle, you're the window seat guy that drops the window, so you no, can't I see dro- out. I drop. We're talking it about an airplane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I drop the I drop the thing usually because it's like it's too bright or it's too yeah. hot. It's usually too hot is why I do it, not too bright. And then like mid flight, everyone's got their stuff down. And I'll be like, What's <laughs> and I'll poke my shining head light and it's comes like in, it's fucking clouds, beam of light comes <laughs> in, and like people are like, oh, yeah. 
Or I'll be so, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're over the desert. And I'll be like, turn to my wife, be like, yeah, we're probably about, you know, I'm explaining to her where we're at and everything. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, you have no idea where we're at. I'm like, yeah. But look, there's a, there's a lake and, you know, I know that. She's like, you're an idiot. That is funny. <laughs> uh, for me, shoot, I think aisle. I've been traveling so much this year and, and I've always found, I find myself sitting in the aisle seat. Yeah. yeah. I think more, I remember. More leg room. I think I remember seeing you in the aisle seat. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. No, it was you fucked up is what story. it was. Yeah, I do want to share it. I want to get it out there. I want people to know uh, what you did well, to wait, me. Before, are you an aisle or window guy? Yeah. I'm a window guy. Okay. Because I got to lean up against that wall and close my eyes and just zone the fuck out. Like, I cannot stand flying. I just, I just. Are you, do you have like a, like a, not like a fear, fear. Oh yeah. Like, there's an absolute like an anxiety. Total anxiety. I will drink before and I will just don't talk to just let me get on that plane. <laughs> I close share, my eyes, just share the organ. I know where you're going with this. So share, yeah, share so the organ story. We go to Oregon, do Re- this training recently. class. Yeah. And do you this want, do you want to tell it? No, no. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So I want to hear both sides to it. Like, uh, okay. I'll yeah. tell you. So the two of us, you could tell we're pretty amp. Like we're just very energetic, happy people. And we're waiting to get on the plane. And in Portland and there's, you know, they have the rows that line up and everyone goes by the number and he is closer to the front than so I am. Southwest is what you're flying. Yeah. We were flying Southwest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually to start with Southwest, <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm going to book tickets for this. I'll let you know. I'm like, okay. So he books tickets and I was like, is it first class? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, dude, I only fly first class. Like what the <laughs> fuck am I going to sit like back where everyone else does? And he's like, why well, I, I got these two tickets. Um, and so go on and book it for these days and times like, okay. And then he's like, but we got to fly home this night. And I was like, well, what the fuck? That's like a whole nother day and a half. And he's like, yeah, but I saved 20 bucks. And I was like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? So I had to take a day off of work. Your so actual work. My actual work. So I could save $20. So it's, it actually costed me more it's money. Kyle's work schedule that works towards him. Yes. Yeah. And not towards anybody else. No. Yeah. If you which have- is, which his schedule to, to the normal people is very abnormal compared to yours and my schedule. Yeah. So I was so like, like, oh, he cool. He can't work with the normal people is what I like to say. Yeah. If you guys haven't figured that out yet, that's your problem. But I just ahead. think it's funny. He saved $20 and it cost me a day's work of wages. So anyway, so <laughs> we're standing in line and there's a lot of people between us and we're like talking back and forth. Like we were joking. Like we had people laughing. Like it was fun. It, it, it People had a good time between us. And then he's like, Hey, I'll save you a seat next to me while we get on the plane. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not going to really worry about it. I'll just kind of hang out to the side. And I board in <laughs> the, the Southwest. Everyone just yeah. files in and it's not assigned seating. So it's window and aisle and all the middles are open and it's just <laughs> fucking awkward. So I'm like poking my head over, looking around. And then I see Kyle <laughs> smiling huge on an aisle seat with people next to him. And he's like, Oh, arms up. Like, sorry, I, I couldn't save you a seat. And I'm like, you fucking kidding me. So Did I didn't try. No, no. So, well, so what happened was so I, I had to sit in the middle awkwardly. Like it was just, yeah. I was like, thanks for sending me a seat. I see him like fucking 10 rows up ahead of me. I see his March as his head, like above everybody else in the middle, just scrunched. In his, I was laughing and I was thinking, well, so what happened was like, I was going to, and then, and then someone asked to sit there and I just, I froze, dude. I like, I didn't want to say no. So I let him sit down. It's my bad. Yeah, it was. It fucked yeah. me. But on the way home, uh, we, we ended up getting to sit next to each other and, uh, he, he really is scared of flying. Like 
we hit a little bit of turbulence. I don't even know if I'd call And he grabbed your hand? Yeah. He's like <laughs> clenching the seat and I look over. I'm like, dude, are you, are you scared? Like, are you good? And he just had this like terrified <laughs> look on his face. Like we're about to crash. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's not. I don't like it. <laughs> he looks so scared. I don't scared. like it. I was like a scared that's little okay. kid. I mean, like, it's, it's people just, have fears. I And there's yeah. no reason for it. I know it. of two of your fears. One is warranted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dog? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we were walking in today and, and Kyle pops open the door and his dog comes running out. <laughs> and I just which, see, which he's he's met and, the dog like a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, and, and his dog is is very nice. Like yeah, but it just we, makes me like Jesus he, Christ. There's Marcy, a dog. He, he almost fell onto my in my arms. Like yeah, I wanted Mark, you to catch me, Billy. <laughs> Mark's impression of coming to my house every week. Um, when my when Axel goes running out to him, he just goes. He like freezes and like just clinches, and he's just hoping the dog doesn't bite him. And I'm like. Dude, you haven't realized by now the dog's not going to But that one is is rational, at least. <laughs> Sorry, that's the, the fear of flying is completely irrational and stupid. It is totally. And I recognize that, and it's fucking stupid. And I'm exhausted after a flight because I'm we so should, just oh, fucking stressed. Maybe the next couple episodes, we'll, we'll like bust the camera out, and I'm just going to video you coming over, and then like people can get a firsthand account of your reaction every time you come over. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty funny. Just seeing the fear. And, like, yeah. yeah. Torturing Mark every time we come to the <laughs> okay. studio. All right, no, seriously, Mark, I have a, I have a. Gift I'll put the bite sleeve on behind him. Oh, that's. Oh, you'll dude. send oh, Axel man. and just watch the poop coming out of his pants. He shit himself. <laughs> that would be so funny. I, I don't know if that would be funny. No, it wouldn't. And I'd be like, I kind of feel bad. I after. would be like, honestly, I I don't even know if he was going to go for the bite sleeve or you. Like that was a 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> That's what would make yeah. it even funnier. Yeah. What's can, this? What are you talking? Okay. About? Okay. So um. So actually, I have a I have a gift from Mark that I brought that I, neither one of you guys know about. It's it's not in the room. Oh, we're talking gifts because we'll talk my gift later. You yeah. did have a really good gift. Go, oh, go with right. yours first, or should I do mine first? Yeah. Yours is yours is asshole-ish, dude. But no, we'll it's go good. I like okay, it. So Mark, can you step out of the uh, the studio room here? Um, go into the door to your right, and there's okay. a bag sitting. Restroom. Actually, let me go grab it, dude. How about I just grab it? Okay, I'm back. I uh, I had to run out real quick and grab this this gift that I, it was a surprise. And I had to keep my eyes closed, and I'm not apparently not allowed to look to the right. So this was the only bag that I could find in my house. Can I look? Uh, yeah, you know, oh, you yeah, can look. Yeah, yeah. No, the, okay. the bag is probably the gift. So this is the only bag that I could find. Uh, <laughs> In the house to, to wrap, to put it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but here, I wanted to give this to you on, on the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's the, what's the reason for this? Oh, well, you'll, you'll know as soon as you see it. Well, yeah, but you had to have something going on. You'll know. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking hilarious. All right. Get rid of the bag. Oh, uh, I like the bag too. It's part of the gift. No, I'm get keeping rid of the bag it. and show everybody what it is. And then uh, you can explain it. So for those that are not watching... It's a one gallon, 50-50 coolant. antifreeze coolant. Billy's like, what is this about? No, I, I already know what this is about. Yeah. This, you, this definitely, and correct me if I'm wrong, has to do with uh, Kyle's choice of vehicle. <laughs> it does have to do with this truck. Uh, that's right. So, And by choice, I mean completely, this is a choice at this point. He keeps making that choice. Yes. he's. That he, one actually looks a lot nicer than the one that you lent me, so... And it was twenty dollars. Lent him. Was it really? Yeah. 
Dang. So I balled out for you on that. Um, you want, you can go ahead and tell everybody why, why I, I wouldn't even call it a gift. It's more of a, of a, a replacement. It's funny because I, I wouldn't have expected that to be honest. <laughs> so Kyle kept his other boat in my house for a while. Uh, again, that goes to the choice that we're talking <laughs> about his other boat. So yeah. at some point he owned two boats and one 2004 piece of shit. <laughs> Hey, dude. Avalanche. Yeah, go, go ahead. So it's funny because he, you know him, yeah. but he bought a second boat and then pulls up to his house and goes, oh, I don't have a place to park this other boat. So I, Mark does. But I do. So I was like, just bring it to my house. So he, he had it at my place for a while. And he's like, I'm going to come get it. I was like, okay. So I met him and backs up, hooks it up, and then drives away. And I get a phone call maybe four minutes later Hey, um, so, uh, he's trying to describe where he's at. I'm like, what's wrong, dude? And he's like, oh, my truck's overheating and I fucking <laughs> have to pull over. I it's was like, avalanche. It's, it's hard to even call it a truck. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it is not a truck. It, it for his vehicle. Yeah. His, his vehicle. Cause we both own trucks and that's insulting to yeah. us. So I'm like, all right, well, what's wrong with it? He's like, well, it's overheating. Can you just come pick me up? And I'm like, all right. So I was, I was expecting to take him like tow his boat home for him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, it's overheating. I have a gallon of 50-50 and I'll get a jug of water. And I'll just take it just so I don't have to waste time picking you up and driving you around. And so I get there and his coolant is bone dry, like literally bone dry, so, nothing in it. Okay. Didn't even steam. It didn't even steam because there's no condensation in it. <laughs> Allegedly, you got you, you to gotta make sure that your coolant's filled, dude. Yeah. Um, what about oil? Do you do oil changes in this, this vehicle? I do. Yep. When my oil goes dry. And the gas light came on. Yeah, and I checked the, the oil stick, and uh, there's no oil in it. It's time to add four quarts, at least four quarts of oil, and then okay. that's it. That to me is an oil change. So that so. so that oil filter, as far as you know, since you bought it, it has not been changed. Absolutely. Okay. So, and I want to make that is clear. awesome. <laughs> what I found kind of fucked up was I, you know, I'm with my girlfriend, and and. Uh, she knows the gig. Like I, I, <laughs> she I knows that you drive a piece. Of I shit. know this is yeah. this is gonna be funny. I refuse to fucking spend a ton of money on a vehicle. Like my truck runs just good, and if little things pop up here and there, like I'll just fix it. Like I'll spend my money elsewhere. And this guy has to roll up in his hundred thousand dollars truck <laughs> to, to come help me, dude. Good. And I'm like. And he's got other vehicles. He you just know, he you just, know that he just threw his balls on yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. I was like, dude. You had to roll up in in the truck that you never even drive that that cost you a hundred thousand dollars. Like he makes me look. He was offering to tow your boat since yours can't do it. Made me look like the ultimate asshole. He's not going to tow it in his his compact vehicle. No. Well, it's funny because his his girlfriend is like just like stared at me and she's she's like, like, "Holy shit, Mark, is that your truck?" And I'm like, "She's like, I didn't know you you had a badass truck." I'm like, "I have a couple cars. I just I actually just never drive this one." Yeah, it was (laughs) fucked up. It made me look super bad. Good. Anyways, good. So yeah, we threw the coolant in there. Mark let me gave me his uh, gallon of coolant, and that's, uh, sure shit, it worked. And uh, <laughs> dude, off I went, towed, towed that thing home. No, no issue since. That's so, funny. I appreciate that. So let's talk about the sure present what? that I got for Kyle. Yes. So yeah. um, and this was unrehearsed too. Like I didn't, I didn't. He didn't know that. No, it was. And well, th- and this too, both. Yeah, I had no saying. idea. So um, my texting. We, we already mentioned it or whatever, but this or guy, lack of, yeah, this guy wanted to tell me that he had got beer for us, which is like what he does all the time. 
It's expected. It's Pretty expected. much do everything. Yeah. And it's his, it's his fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks. Like, like, that's cool. Like, thanks. Yeah. You got us beer. So I replied with good job doing your job. <laughs> and I asked him if he wanted a trophy and uh, I didn't have time to get him a trophy. So I got him a medal. Yeah. And I don't know if you can see that. I spent a lot of time on it. It says, good job doing your job. Let me hold it still here. Yeah. The greatest thing is that. With a Mopar Cummins. That you made that. Oh, that's, uh, that's from yeah. an oil filter is box. It? Um, oh, for maintenance. Yeah. Something that you wouldn't know about. But yeah. yeah it's, it's no big deal. <laughs> like um, you, so, you buy oil filters and you change. Or you pay somebody to do it. I, you're kind of the, when, the pretty boy. When Billy gave this to me, I was like, all right, dickhead. Um, we'll put it gonna, on, I, I was gonna, No, I'm not going to put it on, but I was going to throw, well, throw it in the oh, trash. Cool. <laughs> well, I was going to throw it, it in on. the trash, but then I thought, you know what? We should find a listener on the show and, uh, I don't know, f- figure out who um, and mail this to them. And then they have to like pass this on to somebody else that wants to brag about something they did or we recognize like here. Well, I, I think that like to our listeners, if you have a partner out there who's yes, proud of doing something that they should fucking do. Yeah. Like, oh, I arrested, th- I arrested this guy. Like, good job. You did your fucking job. Tell so us. tell us and uh, send us a picture of your, your trophy that you gave to them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like it. Instead of, I mean, like we don't need to send that one. Cause like, it's kind of means a lot to me at this point <laughs> and it's mine <laughs> and it's yours you okay know? here let's hang it up here dude i like it Billy. that's a you great know, like, idea hey, make your own trophy and like present maybe, it to your buddy at some point we'll go through these trophies and maybe the best trophy will uh we'll get something some hanging on the police sign above you swag. yeah that's uh maybe we'll start a new thing you know yeah i think that'd be pretty pretty funny actually <laughs> Okay. So good Move. job doing your job, Kyle. Moving along. And, uh, <laughs> we're very proud of you. Thanks. You got a participation award, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's funny. <laughs> but no, I want to. I want to see. I really want to see the listener thing. I want to see that thing blow up. I do up. too. Like, actually, I want to see you guys giving them to your partners. Like, yes. if you can film it, that'd be even better. But if like, not, at least a picture. Yeah, if not, like, yeah, a picture. Yeah, and a little bit of a story, like, hey, this guy was bragging to so and so about making an arrest or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. cool. Like tag it, like post it on I'm social really media happy tag for us, you. or just send it to us so we can see it. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag good job doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start a new hashtag. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. That's a good idea. Anyways. Okay. Mark, you came up with the idea of wanting to talk about the importance of reporting everything. Uh, let's get into it. All right. Let's talk about the importance of documentation, report writing, and why it's important because later on when you go to court or preliminary hearing or a trial years later, it could come back to bite you. Yes. And I think we all have different type of stories of getting shredded on the stand during a court, court testimony. Yes. So I've been crucified. I've been thoroughly embarrassed on the stand. Yeah. Like one time, in, like one time specifically that I can think of on the top of my head it was so bad that I just, I wanted to like, like throw up a little white flag and be like, okay, I surrender. Like you got me. Throw it out. Just make it stop. Like I, 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 I wish there was like a little white flag as you're sitting on like the sand. <laughs> you can just like raise it up. And they're like, 
all right, we got him. Yeah. And then it's over, but and uh, dismissed. Yeah, I was getting crucified, dude. And it was, uh, it was, well, like tell us about day. it then. Um, I think it was like a DUI rest or whatever. And I, you know, I don't know. I was probably fairly new and, and, um, the, you know, obviously there's a lot of documentation into those. Um, but, uh, no idea. Yeah. You, Bill, you wouldn't, yeah, know. you wouldn't, and know. all you Deputy. sheriff deputies wouldn't know, but Thank nonetheless, <laughs> I obviously wrote a shitty report. And, um, when I went to court, it showed, and I'm sitting there reading this and I'm thinking, oh, I was like, holy shit, this is terrible. And uh, before or were you like no, on before, the stand? No, before okay. I read it as I'm about to go in the courtroom. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is uh, this is pretty shitty, like very vague. I must have been super tired or something when I wrote it. But anyways, yeah, I got in there and got I, I just got crushed by the defense. And I mean, they did a good job. I'll, I'll give them that. Like I was ser- Michael, I felt my body getting hot. My face was getting hot. Like I felt like I wanted to start sweating. And I seriously want to just be like, can we just stop? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that, like he was beyond a, report writing. I think that we could do a whole nother episode about courtroom testimony. Yes. Because, because yeah. I will tell you, and is this a jury trial or is this a prelim? Uh, it was just a prelim. Okay. Prelims. They did generally breeze through. They don't really matter too much. I mean, they do and they don't, but I mean like maybe it was a jury trial. I don't remember to, to be honest with you, but honestly, in my experience, jury trial, you can, you can sit up there and be like, this is a metal table. As long as you're good at saying it's a metal table or you can articulate why we'll see. It's got metal in these uh, nails and everything like that. And you explain that yeah. and you're good at explaining something to, uh, to people, a bunch of random people. Yeah. Then, then you'll do fine. But, um, it's it, like if you get up there and you're just a guess, no, and you're robotic and you, you're staring at the wrong thing. Like it's according yeah, to testimony is an art. Yes, and I actually is. enjoy, yeah. I, I do somewhat enjoy jury trials Yeah, because of that, now, cause it's, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like you get to get up there and, and you can explain things and tell people things that don't really, uh, for the most part, the jury doesn't understand what's, what you're actually saying. No. Have you, have you guys ever been in court and like, you know, the defense is going off and you know, they're, crushing you kind of good and, and like, but going off topic a little bit and you're just sitting there looking at the DA, like, like object, like, like object to this, say object. And they're just sitting there probably cause they're new and they just, whatever they're taking it. I'm, oh man, I've, I've been in situations like that where I'm like, I could do your job better than you. Dad, damn it. Like, yeah. On, say something on courtroom testimony. I actually have a, I have a good story. Not me. Someone who is a, a true expert at courtroom testimony among other things. I won't say his name, but um sitting there doing a jury trial and they would ask him the the defense would ask him or the yeah the defense would ask him a question and every time they would ask him a question he'd look down at his paper sitting in front of him and answer the question look up and then answer the question look down look up and answer the question you're not supposed to look at your paperwork right yeah it's supposed to be upside down yeah so um so the the defense attorney said can it be reflected that the, uh, you know, the witness here, the, the officer is referring to his report on every question. (laughs) And, uh, so he goes like this and, and goes like this and judge looks over at it and the, the paper's upside down on his things. And and the judge goes, let it be reflected that the report was upside down and was not readable. And it just, and that just goes to show you what, what it's all just, it's about proving, you know, it's about character and, you know, showing that, well, you know, that, you know, different things. It's a game too, right? It is. Like, that's yeah, the it game. game. That's a high risk. It is game Dude, right yeah, there. And I that, should, that's not something that you should do. Yeah. But 
But in that situation, that person's very good at it and it worked out very well for them. But it depends too, though, because you do get the defense that are just assholes. Oh, for sure. Disliked cops and they treat you like shit Mm -hmm. regardless of what's happening. And those are the ones where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is different. Like this is personal when it's not. Mm hmm. So, right. but then you get the ones that are very professional and then it's how you answer it. It's being professional, but you're right. I think that's a whole, yeah, a it can whole. be a game sometimes between you on the stand in the, in the defense and kind of, you know, they want to try to, game. they want to make you look bad. And so like, you kind of want to counter that a little bit, but I've had defense attorneys like come out and talk to me in the hallway and stuff. And they're like, my client's so stupid. Like, um, you know, but, but then nonetheless, but they have a job to do. And, and, you know, if they're represented by a public defender or whatever, like they're going to do their job, that that's what they're there for. Um, sometimes they just, they understand that they're working for their client and they're like, my client is beyond guilty on this. Like, I'm not going to win this for them. Yeah. Um, and they don't put a whole lot of effort in, into the case, but, um, I think you'll run into the, the problem like you're talking about or whatever, like we just shared is, you know, when you hire someone to defend you, like, they're going to pick apart everything you did in your report from that, A to Z. Like, but that's, that's their job. job. Exactly. Like, and that's their job. And, and honestly, like people shouldn't take it personal. No, um, you know, if you, yeah. if you write a bad report and you don't put certain details in there, like, dude, that's what they're getting paid to do is, is pick that apart. But, but I, I would say, I'll be the first to say that like a report should be, it, it doesn't have to be every detail. It, it should be something that yeah. in mind, it's, it's basically a synopsis that you're going to be like, Oh, Okay let me talk about this. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like student writing your report. It didn't happen. That's not, that's some people say that some people will say that that's not, yeah, that's truth. not true at all. Uh, yeah. They'll say that, but that's, you, you know, know, there's a way to answer that. You're giving a synopsis to the, the district attorney's office and to them to be like, Hey, is there enough to go forward with this? And you can go on about the details of it. Like you don't like have to say every little thing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, it's always good to, to have good some sometimes. So, so here in California, I'll tell you that some of the cases that we deal with, some of the cases that I definitely deal with now, they'll go to court two years later sometimes. Yeah, I know. And um, especially with COVID. Yeah. And uh, two years, sometimes even more, you can go on, uh, you know, appeals and stuff like that. You can go many years down the road. Yeah. So, I don't remember a lot of things that happened five years ago. I don't remember a lot of things that happened two years ago. So that's when it's very important to have good report writing. That's going to give you a good recollection or recollection of what happened. Well, especially if you don't, if you're an agency that does not have body cameras Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. body cameras have changed report writing, I think for sure. But especially well, the good and the bad though. Yeah. Because a lot of people are, there are people that are getting in trouble for what they're writing when it doesn't match up. match what the yeah. camera says. I would say review your cameras if you have that opportunity. Oh, yeah. And I can't think of an agency that wouldn't allow you to yeah, review your cameras. It's stupid that you wouldn't be able to, but yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I... Well, you could get I, lazy or tired or it's the end of shift and you're just like, fuck, this is an easy arrest. Yeah. I'll just ride it. But, I mean, like, there, there's plenty of things that you can... Like, I, I will say, like, oh, I pulled something out of someone's left pocket or their left pocket. And on camera, it's clearly their right pocket cause you weren't thinking about it or yeah. in your mind you thought it was. And that is something that a defense attorney can be like, 
they're just putting doubt in the jury now. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy doesn't even know what pocket he pulled it out of. Does he even know what he pulled out of that pocket now? Yeah. No, that's what they do. Yeah. And so, I mean, so, you know, if with body worn cameras, it's there, they're going to see it. Yeah. So you should be able and you should review it and be like, oh, you know what? I totally, I could have sworn it was his left pocket, but yeah. oh, well, it's clearly his right pocket. Yeah. So you know what you say in court to that? You just say, hey, I, I made a mistake. You yeah. never try to cover up. No. Like, dude, yeah. You, yeah. if you make a mistake, just own it. It's it's all good. I've, I've done that several times. And it's like, hey, I, I made a mistake, your honor. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I've had a judge ask me before, like, hey, was that just a simple mistake? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Like, right. It almost deflates the defense by saying and being yeah, honest you about know, it. Sometimes I, there's, there's defense attorneys out there that are very unprofessional and oh, yeah. you know, say things in court where I've had, I've seen judges shut them down and they're like, Hey, like you're done enough with that crap. Um, or I'm going to kick you out of the courtroom. Um, have you ever done, too. have you guys ever done expert testimony? I never have. No, yeah. I'm not an expert yeah. in anything. You're not we, an expert in canine. Okay. Canine, but okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. teasing. No, I, I've never like gangs and narcs and stuff like, no, I'm not. So, I mean, expert testimonies are different because generally I'm going generally for experts, which I, I don't do much anymore. But when I was doing them, you're going to be an expert on a case that you were not involved in. You, you did yeah, nothing. Yeah, right. You, you're completely like, usually it's your department or something like yeah. that, but I had nothing to do with it. Didn't know anything about it. And you're reviewing the report. You're reviewing someone else's reports and you're not even, sometimes you talk to them and try and get some things, but you're going off of what you know. And it's, it's not the circumstances of the case. It's, it's what the cases tell you as an expert, That's which, a good point. I which never are very that. subjective at times. And that allows for the defense to kind of, kind of get at you a little bit. So, so you really, you're, you're testifying on as an expert, you're testifying at, for another, on another officer's behalf on what, what they did or not, not necessarily what they did, on um why it is what it is right so if it's okay, a sales case a sale yeah. so yeah right. usually it was it was narcotic sales or manufacturing is what i was going yeah. on and manufacturing is a whole different story and i freaking to this day hate them they suck because it's chemistry science all kinds of stuff to get involved and it it and honestly i know how to how to manufacture this stuff and i do have an expertise in it but man there's the person who's manufacturing is more of an expert than me usually because they're actually doing it. So yeah. I, I learned a lot from when I first started, you get drug sales, whatever it is. Uh, and you write the report and you do your best you can to write it as a sales case. It clearly is. Yeah. And then you submit it and then it, it goes to trial or, or even the prelim, which is before trial. And then you go and you talk to D, the DA and they're like, okay, and they know they, the DAs know when you're brand new and they're like, okay, well, how many sales cases have you made? And you know, you'd be like, well, this is like my sixth sales case. So yeah. they're like, okay, well for this, you know, we can't really, we can make an expert, but it's going to be hard. So we'll call somebody in. Mm -hmm. And then I remember one guy specifically would come in for a lot of the cases and I picked his brain constantly and it. It really dramatically changed how I would write the report. Right. Because now I'm realizing like this person's trying to fill gaps that, I'm leaving out because I don't know, yeah. you know, and then you slowly become the point where you're like, okay, this is what that person needs. And this is what's there. I've, I've been called to, to cases for an expert in narcotics and I've called the DA and been like, look, I will get on the stand 
and I will answer your questions. But when it comes down to it, I don't think this is an expert. Or I don't think this is a sales case. Or I think it's a very weak sales case. And I think that there's, there's many out and they're like, well, why do you mean that? And I'll explain to them why. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And, and usually sometimes I haven't gone to court. I've gone to court on those and you're just like, okay. Like, and they ask the question and I answer it. Yeah. It's now like- and it, and, and I will ask it and they, and answer it. And then you go to the defense and you just kind of rolling the dice on if the defense goes down a, down a path. You're not trying to hide anything because honestly, it, it those are the gray area ones. They could be sales, they could be personal use, and it just goes down this rabbit hole. And you're like, I don't know. Like, the person had three different baggies of whatever, whatever drug, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, they had different baggies, and you're like, yeah, they were they were a half gram each or a gram each. Like, that's not sales to me. Yeah, yeah, that's Did- personal use or. Could be sales, but that's definitely personal use too. Yeah, dude, I, I, I was on a jury trial once, and it was for a um, whatever the crime was resulted in a dog bite. You know, I got a dog apprehension out of it, and uh, man, I, I got attacked by the defense for the dog bite part of it. And he's showing pictures of the bite wound. It was on the guy's arm, and so he had photos of of the bite wound or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, is this you know, is this the injuries sustained to my client by?" As a result, your dog biting him. Yes. And he's, you know, he's wanting to make me look bad and make the dog look bad and how vicious this, this is. And, and, uh, they, Mark, uh, stop listening to this. His dog is not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Agree. Mark, agree. agree. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. He got Headphones, real, Mark. he got yeah. real dirty. The guy got dirty on me. And as he's shown these photos, he like, he like th- slipped in this photo because it's on a projector, right? So the jury can see it. Mm-hmm. And he had like slipped in this photo, which was of like a completely different person's arm, just like completely mauled apart by God knows what. And he like starts flipping through it really quick. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, that's not even, that's not even the same photo. That's not even the same person. I'm like, that's, that's not a, mm-hmm. that is not uh, from my dog. I'm like, that's not even the same yeah. photo, whatever. And, he tried to get a little dirty with it. Um, luckily, I caught it and got to say that. But sometimes, you know, dude, like, that's just dirty. You know, yeah. I mean, you got to watch out for that shit. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes, you know, <laughs> they'll throw a freaking zinger at you. And, and if you're not paying attention and you fall for it, um, that could be pretty costly. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Well, let's, let's do one on actual court. Yeah, we, like we kind of we kind of moved away from. Yeah, we did. But so I wanted to bring up, so report writing is very important, and there's other things that we we write out as cops in different systems and everything that um, aren't our report. Like we have, um, you know, our computer systems on the call. We have CAD systems usually. I think most people have those nowadays, and I've seen people write all this stuff in a call or in the, in the call notes, cat notes and everything. And it's what, what you should be putting in that I think is, is what your partners need to know going forward with the, with the case right now. Like what's immediate, what's emergencies, what's officer safety, stuff like that. People start putting things in there, just talking to somebody real quick. And then um, that aren't pertinent necessarily. Like if you talk to somebody and they say he was wearing orange and turns out he's wearing red, please put the orange in there because you talk to somebody and that, that could matter. You don't know at this point what they're wearing, but I mean, other, other things like I talked to so-and-so and putting in their whole statement on there and then you put it and then you do your own statement 
and sometimes things changed, like mm. something changed. So whatever you put down on paper is discoverable. Yeah. Everything's your CAD notes. Everything is discoverable. And that defense can pull those up and, and they can, you know, make you make yeah. your report look like you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, I, port writing is very important, but other things are also very important and not writing things down is also very important. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I do. I have actually something to, to support that, uh, the CAD call and all that information. The, uh, when I was working, it was 4th of July, went to this house, the reports of fireworks went up. Little kid comes to the, you know, we go up and knock on the door, kid opens the curtains and, you know, parents come out, they're all pissed, but it was very obvious they had done the, the, uh, letting off illegal fireworks. And this was years ago when the city Crime was- of the century. Yeah, the city was, During the 4th it is around here. But the house itself was a, was a house of interest. So I was like, okay, well, this leads us to a little no more. So mm-hmm. day or two went by. I was working overtime shift. My partner and I, we drive by and took the information that we had the night before, ran all that, and then we started running the cat calls. All the previous times officers had been out to the house, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then we we're connecting certain people to that location. And then there was a homicide, that uh, attempted homicide that had happened out in the front yard. So I was like, okay, well, we're going to go do a probation search the SWAT team is going to go not in a SWAT capacity, just the personnel in patrol, mm. patrol uniforms, just manpower, manpower assist did it. And then did found the person sitting in the living room, but we did a protective sweep because of this other Intel that we had. And it ended up going to a prelim and the defense shredded me of why certain things were done. And I went back to the cat call and then he's like, well, I want that. And he ended up having that, yeah. And it took a while for the, the city to pass that over, mm-hmm. but he brought it all. And then it was like, okay, well, this is, this is why. And it was supported. Well, and I will say from an investigative standpoint, put, put good information in there, put a yeah. lot of information, yeah. put phone numbers, put people that are contacted, every person that's contacted, whether you think it means nothing or anything, it could mean something a long time down the road. If there's a car that might be associated, add it to it. Add well, yeah, look put those, from your- put those things in there. From your perspective, being yeah. a detective, I mean, you could look at that from six months before, six months ago, six years ago. I can look at that stuff. Wow, yeah. and, and it yeah. could matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. I mean, most of the, a lot of a lot of people that I deal with are very nomadic, and they're they're not staying in a place that, for a long time. But yeah. some are. I think uh, it brings up a good point of like when you're closing out calls or whatever. Even if you're not writing a report on it, you should write good CAD notes, and if you have the availability to write cat uh, notes in your cat system like when you're closing out a call because your partners may go to that call the next day or a week from then or, or a month or whatever and like you know some people rely on the information they're going to go back and say oh well we were just out at this house you know yesterday or or a week ago or a month ago and they're going to pull up the old cat calls and if it, it, the most annoying frustrating thing is like if you pull it up and there's no notes in there mm. so you have no idea what happened you don't know right. who's contacted like that's annoying and that could cause more issues for other people, your partners. You should always close cl- close calls out I mean, with that's good, a, good notes. That's a huge officer safety issue too. If there's yeah, if there's time. a guy if there's a guy in there, a girl in there that's dangerous for whatever reason, armed with knives, whatever, or you you went there and there was guns everywhere, they were legal, right? Yeah. No, you're right? and dude, you're like, you're right. oh, or or they had swords everywhere. I, how many times do you see swords? I see swords all the time. Yeah, 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 it's kind of weird. Yeah. Weirdly, you see swords all the time. But <laughs> but like, yeah. put that in the call. Like, uh, you know, no crime. Um, talk to so and so. 
while talking to him and there was many swords in the house or something like that. Yeah, it may Simple sound dumb. That. It may sound dumb, but it's very important. But, it, if you're closing out calls, like if you're just if you're ending a call and there's a level of importance to it and you're just like hitting a button to show yourself clear and you're not typing anything, yeah. I would say you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. and you're setting somebody up for failure in the future. Yeah. So I would take time to do that. But back to the report issue, hundred percent agree. Um, I don't think reports seem to be inundated with information. That's just not useful. Um, I've seen some people write a bunch of fluff in reports and they try to use big words. Um, you know, just write candid language yeah. and just, just, Write out what what occurred, you know. I mean, honestly, you, know, you should be writing. What was it told? Like a sixth grade level, I think is what was told to me. Yeah, exactly. You like, should. You like, should. You shouldn't use big words. You don't, don't use police to, jargon. Yeah, don't use. It, it's like if a lame person is reading that report, like is someone that doesn't do the job has to be able to read that report and understand what happened. I mean, for this, you'd be like, "This is a wood table with four wooden legs on it." Yeah, that's you, what I would say. But some like, people, not even that. Like, I might even just say. It was a wood table. Yeah. If that's something that matters <laughs> yeah. to the case. Yeah. Like you don't need to be like, it was approximately this by this. Unless it matters. Unless, yeah, it, unless it matters. Yeah. But if like it doesn't. Measurements sometimes matter. But like, you don't need to be like, oh, there was nails on the outside. I saw knots here, 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 here. Like if they, if the knots matter, which they could. Yeah, it could. But, but if it matters, it matters. But if it doesn't, then you're right. Like don't put that stuff yeah. in a report. Nobody cares. It's just adding fluff to it to report you're creating more work for yourself but for just everybody else like it's just too confusing so it was a sunny glorious day yeah Yeah. the temperature i've seen that i've seen that too i'm like what the fuck there 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 has been times where i've asked dispatch to get the temperature and they get it off the news for the day for specific things you know like child child endangerment cases they're outside you know that's a big one yeah Yeah. or it's super hot and the parents don't have air conditioning and their their windows are down I'll know there's a, there's an instance for everything that you would need a per a certain type of information. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the crime, what happened on the crime, there's like where this cup is matters in some cases. Yes. You know, but if it doesn't, then it doesn't like who fucking cares if there was three cups or 10 cups on the table. Yeah. But sometimes it matters. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah, just, uh, you know, write it, write it as if, you know, you were going to read it to a friend who's not a cop and they could understand it. And then just don't put a bunch of BS in there. uh, Well, you're writing it for the jury is really what you are. So if you're talking about, you know, you don't need to, I mean, weapons and stuff, you can explain it was this kind of weapon because it was, you know, because of this, but yeah, I like it when I see reports that are like, I officer so-and-so driving this patrol vehicle freaking marked with this, um, wearing a patrol uniform on this day. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like that, that's that, pertinent though. That might be pertinent when you're chasing somebody or like yeah. that, that could be important. But like yeah. you said, like not all, not every report yeah. does that have to be there. Like, don't talk like that. Just <laughs> like just, for me, cause I, I wear plain clothes with a, you know, attack vest and everything I have to, and I drive an unmarked vehicle. If I, if I'm involved in an enforcement where someone runs pursuits, stuff like that, I do have to get very detailed hmm. and I on totally my vehicle. That. Oh yeah. I have to get detailed on what I was wearing. Um, you know, I, I get as much as where my badge is placed on my belt and everything. You know what? And that- those, those are very important things to some people or to, in some cases where other times it's not yeah. like if you're, if you're a patrol deputy, you don't need to be like, my badge was affixed to my chest where every cop has their badge affixed. Yeah. <laughs> I had two patches on my shoulder yeah. with my city. It's like, okay, whoa, turbo. You need to be like, like, I was in a, in a whatever department 
uniform. Yeah. The and last I was in a fully marked whatever department patrol vehicle, vehicle yeah. patrol vehicle. Yeah. That could be important, but uh, you know, probably for the vast stuff, it's not, but you know, one, one thing I would definitely touch on is um, you should never be altering anybody's report either. Like, especially as a sergeant or whatever, if you're oh, reading no. a report or your partners, you're reading your partner's report and they do something, you're like, eh, that doesn't, you can't go in there and like put something in there that should, that you think should be in there. I see, you know, that, Kick it back. That sometimes yeah. that happens and you're like, dude, don't do that. Um, you can get in a lot of trouble. For in that. most report writing systems. Shouldn't even let you. They usually let the supervisors do it. From what Super, I, in my no, experience, su- no supervisors, but not other officers. But, um, but there'll be, there's like a, it's, audited. I don't know what it is, but there's, I don't know what the right word for it is, but you can look back in the system and be like, this port yes, was edited audited. by oh, so-and-so. Yeah. So. yeah. Even if you put a period in there, like yeah. it'd be like, as and, it should. And, and it should. Cause I've and, been to court where I'm like, I look at a report. I'm like, dude, I didn't write that. And I'm like, my sergeant must've changed it or something to make it look right or whatever. Like I'm, I didn't write that. Yeah. And that, and they should have been like, Hey, you, you like simply as not putting a period or something as a supervisor, I think that you should be like, Hey, I kicked this report back. You just need to put a period right in here and um, send it back to me. Yeah. Or as soon as you send the, as soon as you send it back, they put a period and you just hit approve or what your system is. Or what it works for me is I'll call the officer in the office or or the cubicle area. And I'll just be like, Hey dude, like sit him down. Like, Hey, this is kind of wrong. Like, can, do you mind if I change this or could we just change this real quick with them sitting there? Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but to just blindly do that and not tell the person, like you couldn't, you shouldn't do that. Me personally, just because of the digital era and how there's tracking for everything, I would, I would feel more comfortable about just being like, Hey, come in here. Let me tell you what I'm thinking about this. You do what you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kicking it back to you. Even, even if it's like I said, just a period or something like that. I just don't think that, um, because when it comes to court, they can pull up that record and be like, this report was edited by Sergeant so-and-so. And and then you're going to, they're going to pull Sergeant so-and-so and be like, what'd you edit? You'd be like, I put a period. Okay. Thank you. Well, yeah, that just opens up worms to what else have you edited? So that officer doesn't know how to put a period on something. And it's just, you know, these are all things that can be. Reports are so, on the most minuscule things can be so important. Even as if you're just writing a supplement report to somebody else's report. And, and, you know, a year or two down the road, a civil lawsuit happens. And, like, you get brought into it, you know. And if you're lacking stuff, like, it is going to come back and haunt you potentially at some point. So just. You know, don't do that. Like I've been to a, you know, some fatal crashes where like, you know, the officer's like, oh, I, I really didn't do anything. And they bust out this little weak, you know, yeah. uh, supplement. Um, and the next, thing you know, like it's going to a deposition for a mm-hmm. civil trial, you know, lawsuit. And um, they look like idiots because they didn't write shit in their supplement. Um, you may not think you did something, but you know what? That's still important, you know? Um you know, and on certain investigations, knocking on someone's door and doing a neighborhood canvas and they don't answer. That's important. Just as important to put in the report as right. if you took a statement from someone. That That's probably more important, if, especially would, if someone's in the house. Exactly. I was just going to say that it's something that you think of as not important. And it could be very not important at the time. You could go on days later and it can it can matter a lot. You know, during the investigation, yeah, you know, totally. working from the investigator side, I've, I've seen that where you're like, um, I like how you like turned your head to burp, but you burped in my face instead of turning the other way. So that was good. But, well, I think you, you thanks, bring up dude. a good point. Like you almost need new patrol cops or any agency that's writing reports 
to kind of shadow some detectives for a little bit and then see like, Hey, this is, this is, these are shitty reports and this is why. So you need to fill the gap. Cause if you never know, cause I think when I first started, I went like a year with everyone just approving my reports and then, then they started to back up. And then, oh, I, I can tell you moving forward to the detective side is what I did sometimes as a patrol officer. Like I was like, man, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have done yeah, something. And it, and it, it's hard because, you know, if you're in a smaller department, maybe you have one person or every six months going through training or maybe even one a year. I don't know. Huh, yeah. Even less maybe. And you probably don't have that many detectives at that point, but it's probably easier to do it. But larger agencies, you have people finalizing training every almost day, yeah. daily. Yeah. And yeah, it's I, not weekly, but, and then for a large department, it's not like, Hey, I'm a detective. So I'm in charge of detecting all crimes. Uh, large departments have so many different areas that people focus on and they're so different. So you can't, you can't run someone through all of them. It would take, yeah, true. it would take six yeah, months. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, you know, it's just one of those things where like I've seen cops, uh, not, you know, get a statement from somebody and they had nothing to say like, Oh, I didn't hear or see anything. Okay. And then they just, they totally skipped that and they don't put it in a report or whatever. Like you should very much document that, that they did not hear or see anything. Um, because like as the investigator, when you're going back and reading these reports, mm -hmm. Um, you're like, Oh, look, um, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith at this address said that he didn't hear anything that be, that could become very important later mm -hmm. on in the investigation. So, um, I think little tidbits like that, people probably don't think about, um, you know, until a detective has that conversation with you, like, Hey dude, like that is just as important putting that as, 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 you know, the next door neighbor who did hear and see something. Yeah. Um, so I so. know like for us, if you're, if you're dispatched, if you're, if you arrive on scene of like a homicide or something major for us, you're writing paper. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you're like, crashes. I arrived on scene and I took a perimeter spot. Um, I did not speak to anybody. Yep. That's your report. Yeah. yeah same with us. And that, that's the way that it should be. You almost need, and I know it's not always practical, but some detectives to go to roll calls at times mm -hmm. just to kind of give, Hey, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing a pattern of this you know, this is what we're looking for. This is what yeah. we're looking for. We, we do that. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so very I will beneficial. say, like, yeah, I think we'll it's try. easier for you guys because you're smaller and yeah. you have a detective that's in charge of many things. Mm -hmm. So I, I, let me see. I'm trying to think off that. I think we have 10 different bureaus of detectives, at least. Wow. So you would have 10 different detectives coming in there. And but you could kind of get something. But I mean, like, you. so we send out, we send out, emails from my division like hey this is what we're seeing and this is what's going on and they go department-wide oh so you're okay well I, I like that at least you're communicating you're communicating yeah, that, yeah that's a good that's a good one whereas like sending a detective over there and i've, I've gone to roll calls as a detective but it's usually something very specific that yeah, i'm looking yeah. for yeah that's right but if you are a detective listening to this and you work at an agency where you're able to do that i, I would do it i would make it a point to go to your briefings and have those, you know, what are you looking for in their reports? Um, or if you're seeing something that's lacking in your officers, then you should probably bring it to their attention and yeah. do some training on it. Because I think unless, like you said, dude, unless you've done it, you don't know what they're looking for No, and what you don't know, you don't know. And it's not, not that it's your fault. It's just, you've never been taught otherwise. So I think that's important. The other thing is, is if you have something that you're interested in, Go reach shadow. out, reach yeah. out to that, to someone who, who is working that or has an expertise in it. 
you know, like I, I don't care who you are in my department. Like I, there's rarely people ever contact me, especially when I was in narcs, you know, there's so many people like, Oh, I want to get in narcs. And you know, it, no one would ever reach out to anybody in narcotics. No, like, I always hey, thought well, that like, was weird. Hey, I want to get into narcs. Every once in a while, someone would say, I want to get into narcs. Be like, cool. Here's what you need to do. Dude, if you're not doing that, you're crazy. You should for sure be doing that. If you're interested in trying to test for something, if you're not shadowing those people or picking their brain, uh, I'm not sure what's wrong with you, but here's a tip tip of the day is start doing that. Yeah. Shadowing people is different. I, I will say that because I know, pick their brain. I know that there's a lot of things that, you know, you get into confidential informants and, and things like that and, and things. And you don't really need or want somebody who doesn't know the, the game hanging around. So well, there's okay. many places that we don't do like ride alongs, like department ride alongs. Like not, obviously we don't do civilian ride alongs. No, no, but yeah. But I mean, but, like if it's canine SWAT, all that's like yeah. go to trainings, like pick, but even if it's detectives and you can't do those things, you should pick their brains for sure. And let them know you're interested. Oh, when I wanted to be on canine, I went to canine training every week yeah. and I was catching bites every single week. Yeah. You told us you got bit in the dick. Yeah. I got bit in the dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, like you're doing stupid <laughs> shit in that, like you're hiding, you're doing stuff that sucks. When you're oh, training, yeah. like you're yeah, hiding in a hot car in August so that a dog can come and sniff you. Oh God. Yeah. And it, and it sucks. And it's like, yeah. you're like, and you, part of you is like, what am I learning from this? And you're like, you're not really you're just putting learning, in the, but the you're work. putting in the work and you're showing, showing the passion interest. that you want. And then usually there's more than one person there. So when you're done doing that, you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this canine guy as he's doing his search. I'll look at what the dog's doing. And you already know where they're going. Or where they're supposed to be going. Yeah. And you're you, learning, can, you can see that you can learn those things like the casting and you'd be like, oh, shoot, I just saw it. He's on the, he's on it. And then you also learn the value and how, how much you need people to volunteer for your training. Because mm-hmm. once you do the training and you're like, man, this sucks. And you do a lot. And then you get the spot and then you want to train and you're like, well, we don't have someone to catch or we don't have role players. Yeah. And then you realize like how valuable it is to have them volunteer. Yeah, so if yeah, you could sure. volunteer, people should be volunteering because if you get the spot, you'll realize that really, especially canine, especially SWAT, you need people to volunteer to be the role players to really make it successful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not always fun. No, no, or, fuck no, dude. Be, yeah. Especially, well, I mean, I can really contest the canine stuff. Like not, not fun at all when you are hiding in yeah. a car in August and you're sweating your absolute ass off yeah. thinking you're going to die. Or like from, I remember when I was doing it, I was working graves. Yeah, so was and I. And I had to work that, that day. Night, yeah. That day I had to work. So you'd come in, you'd be like, they'd be like, oh, we're starting at eight. And you'd be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not coming in at eight. Like, and they usually yeah. like that. I'd be like, I'll be there at like two yeah. and do, do like the later group. And they were, they're like, oh, cool. Someone's coming. Like, we're not yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah. no, if you can't come for the whole day. Oh yeah. They want they're, you They're cool about it. And, but you'd be sitting there and that day you'd be tired. Um, Speaking of tired, dude, Mark's over here yawning. Like, are you good, dude? You guys are boring me. No. You need, you need to pick me up or what? God, are man. you not entertained? Yeah. Well, I, I remember going out and volunteering a ton on SWAT and multiple guys would be shooting you from like 10 okay. feet with two, two, three Sims and yeah, it fucking does hurt. stung and burn and blister your skin. Yeah. And you're just like, why the fuck are four guys shooting me? But then when you're on the other side, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like, they're not abusing you to be jerks. Like, I mean, sometimes they were. Well, sometimes, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's yeah. called hazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, There's no such thing as hazing. It's not acceptable. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't condone that. Anyways, let's, let's wrap this up. So yeah. we breezed over, I, I hope we didn't breeze too much over the report writing thing. I mean, I know I mean, we can go it's on simple. forever. It's like yeah. write a, write a good report. Yeah. yeah don't like short be, be Don't short ass like it. I, we, yeah. I think we segued into why you need to write a good report. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially court, the back end. Shared some courtroom testimony. You know, it'd be kind of cool is if we got, maybe we'll get an attorney in here. Share some stuff. I'd be scared. <laughs> Why? Oh, attorneys, they frighten me. They nah. frighten me. <laughs> Would you, we'll get a defense yes. attorney. Yes. Uh-huh. Listen, no. I know I know a guy. I know a guy who's a buddy of mine. I work with him. He's a detective. Great detective. Um, his dad was, I believe his dad was a defense attorney. Um, he was a defense attorney investigator. So he knows that side of it. Uh, he's... No, let's get a real. I think he'd be good to have on, and because he could totally give like a different perspective. Well, um, the general public just is not educated on law enforcement, and law no. enforcement has failed at that. They could do a better job. They could be integrated no, in schools. I think that's part of what what we're doing. Is, is Ooh, we are, yeah, yeah. You know? But and, schools and, in general should have officers. There should be classes on on laws and what happens. Like that's, yeah. I think that's a whole other segment. It is, and I'm not. I don't want to get into it. I'm just saying you are. You're trying we're, to. We're going way. No, I just think it'd be cool to have there. a guest on the, to have that conversation with. But um, <laughs> Billy's yawning now. Let's wrap it up. Listen, before we wrap it up, don't forget, you guys, um, check out Girls to, Barbecue. Head over to girlsbarbecue.com. Uh, pick yourself up a um, a rub. There's four different flavors. They are fantastic. Um, we use them. Several of our friends at work have purchased some, and they love them as well. Support a good cause. Um, girlsbarbecue.com get yourself some rub summertime so it's perfect timing for it yeah it is I'd say we'll check wrap this one up fieldsurvival.com and yeah go check out our website fieldsurvival.org.com yes and uh, hit up swatconference.org it's basically empty impressive. not a lot left cheers to you guys cheers. and we'll see you all in the next one Shot fired. Copy, shot fired. Shot fired, shot fired. Shooting at us. Shooting at officer.